Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosity 2.0, the one true podcast, and the only podcast that is not dead. As a matter of fact, we are surely alive. We're living on the inside and roaring like a lion. Row. <laughs> roaring like a podcat. Meow. <laughs> um, Chuck. Why are we roaring like, like a lion anyway? Why? I don't know. I'm, What's I'm the just point? I'm for hope to arise and make the darkness hide because my faith is dead. <laughs> I need resurrection somehow. Holy shit. Do you have the lyrics to that song memorized? <laughs> let heaven roar. Oh, let me guess. You are a closet Newsboys fan. I love Newsboys, especially Liam. He's so dreamy. Is there a Liam in Newsboys? I, I don't know. There's always a Liam. <laughs> or a Harry or something. Did everybody, I want to remind everybody at the end of this podcast to uh, text everyone you know, God's not dead. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> right, you text, to... them, text them all God is dead. Just text everyone you know. See how that goes. Spam your entire fucking contact list. <laughs> and then later on, do it again and be like, see how that feels, fuckers? <laughs> Uh, all right, Matt, I got to look back because there's someone asked me to do something in our next podcast, and I agreed to it, but now I can't remember what the fuck it was. Someone asked me to do something. I'm going to do it. Are you ready? Do it. Mother Goose. I, there you go. That's it. Uh, yeah. Completed. You can check that off your list. I guess so. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't get it, but I did it. Uh, Matt, uh, do you remember? It was so many episodes ago. It's hard. My memory's fuzzy. Uh, I totally remember. Do you remember we interviewed that dude from My Book of Mormon podcast? I do. Well, he sent us an email about this um, Patreon thing. He's funny. You know what Patreon is? Uh, is yeah, me neither. Is like a, I don't know yeah, what it is. No. <laughs> Apparently, uh, you make a Patreon site and people give you money for every podcast that you make. Now, being the uh, exquisitely intelligent businessman I am, I have no yes. fucking idea why people would want to make money with their podcast. No. How, I don't even know how that works. People give uh, you money for podcasting? Sidebar ads. It seems <laughs> counterintuitive. <laughs> However, he, uh, with this My Book of Mormon, this David Michael guy that we interviewed, uh, is, is going to put uh, this money towards counseling people during their transition out of Mormonism or out of faith, right? Uh, some people um, have such a difficult time uh, that they uh, are on the verge of breakdowns and on the verge of, you know, thinking about suicide. Uh, so yeah. he's um, committed to taking these proceeds and putting it toward helping these people get counseling that they desperately need. So if you are interested in helping you can go to patreon.com slash mybookofmormonpodcast and donate, and, and uh, you pledge a certain amount of money per episode. That seems like a win-win. Yeah, and if you're not interested in helping, you can fuck off. Then fuck you. <laughs> then, or you can go to irreligiosophy.com and make a donation on our page. Yeah, where we pledge to help no one but ourselves. Yeah, so I'll probably buy beer with it. Exactly. So don't give us money. So, yeah, whatever you want to do. For me, I would lean towards beer. Yeah, yeah, that's where you lean. And on that note, <laughs> on to 
part two of God's Not Dead. Oh, God. All right. Back to Josh's um, million-dollar yep. presentation. Oh, he's got a refutation to Hawking's claim that the universe can and will create itself. Yes. Did you guys understand at all what the fuck he was talking about when he refuted Hawking? Okay. When I was watching that, I was thinking, this makes no sense, but I'm sure Chuck will explain the philosophical <laughs> underpinnings. It was so garbled. It was like someone had had uh, read someone else who thought that they refuted this guy. Like it was maybe a summary of the actual refutation, and then he was summarizing the summary. It was so terrible. I have to play it for you. In our last class, I was asked a question that I couldn't answer. Um, as Professor Radisson pointed out, Stephen Hawking is an atheist. He also wrote a book called The Grand Design in which he says the following. Because there is a law such as gravity, the universe can and will create itself from nothing. And to be honest, I did not refute that. I mean, after all, Hawking is clearly a genius. But, Professor John Lennox, who teaches mathematics and philosophy, has demonstrated that there are not one, even two, but three errors of logic contained in that one simple sentence, and it all boils down to circular reasoning. Hawking is basically saying that the universe exists because the universe needed to exist, and because the universe needed to exist, it therefore created itself. It's like this. If I say to you that I can prove that Spam is the best tasting food that's ever existed because in all of history, no food has ever tasted better, you'd probably look at me strange and say, I haven't proven anything, and you'd be right. All I've done is restate my original claim. But when Hawking claims that the universe created itself because it needed to create itself, and then offers that as an explanation as to how and why it was created, we don't immediately recognize that he's doing the same thing. But he is. Prompting Lennox to further comment, nonsense remains nonsense even when spoken by famous scientists. Refuted. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> Problem fucking solved. Just a garbled mess. I think what they're attempting to say, Hawking is saying that given the existence of gravity, the universe will create itself. Uh, but unfortunately, gravity is a property of the universe and only exists when the universe exists, so therefore it's circular reasoning. Does that make sense? A lot more sense than what we just heard. Yeah, not that the universe <laughs> needed to create itself for some fucking reason, or anything to do with spam and how good it tastes, uh, <laughs> but I think the circular reasoning has to do with when gravity exists. In the grand design, Hawking is talking about a cosmos, a larger cosmos, in which our universe is embedded and, the, you know, these singularities occur. So gravity exists in the larger cosmos, and because it does, then bam, it creates us uh, out of nothing. And so that gets around the circularity of it. I like how he says there's not one but three arguments or fallacies in this reasoning, and all three of them are circular reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> it's the three-in-one, one-in-three triune uh, fallacy, I suppose. He also pointed out, Matt, did you notice that in the same book he said, I'd like to point out, Professor, that if you believe everything that Hawking says, he also said on page 14 that philosophy is dead. Gotcha, motherfucker! <laughs> Eat that! That is kind of a good dig. I mean, if that was in class, I, I'd, I'd feel digged. <laughs> Ouch! Anyway, I looked up this uh, Lennox character. Yeah. I looked up his argument. 
so his that that wasn't his argument and that wasn't his refutation his refutation it's not really it's of course it's not any better it might even be worse uh he claims that hawking says laws create the universe but laws don't create anything they just explain the process that's that's what is lennox so which he's like hawking is saying the law of gravity creates the universe laws don't create things they explain processes and i was like (laughs) this this is the argument that this that they must have got this from but they yeah. probably even thought, well, that's too stupid. Let's make it. Let's make it. Let's make it so this stupid. To fix it. So he's, yeah. he's misunderstanding what Lennox is saying, which is really, really stupid. This is really bad. Hawking is not saying that the law of gravity creates the universe. Right. Right. <laughs> Hawk, uh, Lennox also goes on that. Um, because what you said before about the cosmos and our universe existing in it. Is Lennox is saying is saying our universe is uh, it? It doesn't make sense to call it our universe if there's other universes. Then all of that is our universe too. Uh, we can't access any of the other universes. Yeah. So, well, so our universe makes sense, and the cosmos in which other universes are embedded. I mean, now we're just arguing semantics, but we, yeah, the yeah. fact is we don't have any access to any other universes outside our own. So that that was his that was his refutation. He he, and he also I read the article. Uh, he he just creates a false dilemma that he's that he, he's creating. Uh, he's making either it's either Hawking's law or, or or it's God. Like like they all come down to. Oh, well, okay, if it's either right. your science or God, it's and I just evolution or creation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's not it's not very good. It's it, 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 yeah. anyway, moving on. Yeah, so we zip out uh, in the middle of this and get a scene where the uh Pastor Dave talks to Hercules' Christian girlfriend. Is her name Mina? Mina. It's hard to keep these cardboard characters straight. <laughs> she was Mina like uh Wilhelmina from uh Bram Stoker's Dracula. I see. I, I just want to point out that every time we've had uh Josh Wheaton up there to talk about something they realize how fucking boring it is and cut away yes. in the middle of it. Yes. Every time. You can't allow uh, an argument, the presentation to go the entire time without putting some real yeah. interesting stuff like douchebag Pastor Dave <laughs> saying, hey, I know that Professor Hercules doesn't think much of you, but look, Jesus loved you enough to get crucified, so fuck that boyfriend of yours. See, I thought it was an indictment of the filmmakers of how they what they think about their viewing audience that they well, don't okay. they can't maintain their uh, attention span long enough to follow these arguments so they have to give them in little small snippets this this scene that they're doing here is something they've done in other films um in the uh god what is the hell is the name of it? in the encounter the movie with jesus running a diner they ha- also have a woman there who's that's right uh, yeah that's their best film uh, that's with opinion. officer deville <laughs> yes officer deville D-E-V-I. Um, oh, I've got to see that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's excellent. Um, but they have a scene in that as well in which the this stand-up Christian woman is dating a guy who's not uh, Christian, and Jesus is like, yeah, you got to fucking dump him. He's terrible. <laughs> was that, was that BM, BMW, douche drag, BMW driver douchebag guy? No, he wasn't I even think... in the movie. Like the, the, the oh, non-Christian boyfriend – was just like somewhere else. He doesn't even get a chance to be like, well, maybe we shouldn't break up. No, he's just like, yeah, Jesus told me to break up with you. We're done. Mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> Go see that movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so. 
Um, did you like the uh, the evolutionist and Darwinist rant he went on after that? Just to kind of gish up some stuff in there? Uh, you talking about <laughs> Josh's um, – so we cut back to Josh because now we're yeah. we're yeah. ready. We're ready again. Our, cla- our palate has been cleansed. We're ready again for more serious stuff. That's right. So, yeah, um, my favorite part of it, that entire argument from ignorance <laughs> <laughs> regarding abiogenesis – he cites Strobel. I'm like, oh, fuck you, oh. Lee Strobel, <laughs> who says that if the uh, 3.8 billion years of life was placed inside one 24-hour clock, then all of the major life forms appeared within 90 seconds. Wow, that's really fast. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. It was just like that. And then, of course, the theist explanation of that is Genesis 120, and God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. Well, Harry, there you go. That explains everything. That sounds like about 90 (laughs) seconds. Again, again, he's like, well, here's the theist explanation, and you can just see the same thing. Some guy 2,000 years ago, here's the theist explanation of lightning. It's Zeus sitting on a cloud, and he's mad. What's your explanation, assholes? I've just done it. You got nothing. <laughs> um, did you did you see what did you hear what he said? That Charles Darwin's most famous phrase was, "As the do not jump." Yeah, nature does not leap. Uh, yes. So nature does that. That actually, it's, that's not. I mean, that was in um, Darwin did write that down. It was in Origin of Species, but it's not his phrase. It it's, comes from Linnaeus. He got it from Linnaeus. That was a. Uh, that was before we had genetics, and uh, you know Darwin wasn't right about. Every, we're all Darwinists apparently still, even though, you know, he didn't understand the mechanisms. He just got the. Oh, basic you know, I, I pray to him every night. I mean, that's just. I'm a, yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, hey, I'm. A, I'm with you guys. I'm a Darwin. <laughs> I'm, I'm an evolutionist. We all worship Darwin. Right. He was unfamiliar with genetics, modern evolutionary biology. Yeah, but it was just. I just love that. I'm like, oh, that was his most famous phrase. I'm. I'm glad we got that in there. So uh, the class kind of makes its way out. And wait, wait, but he, don't forget he sarcasm clapped him. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> and he tells him the real reason we're going to find out later. So, so this is it, yeah. Here's the real reason Hercules doesn't believe in God. What happened to you? <sighs> When a 12-year-old watches his mother dying of cancer, it's only natural to beg God for her life. And he'll promise anything to his make-believe grandfather in the sky, including to love and worship him forever, if only he will spare her. Sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> the answer is, fuck you, 12-year-old boy. Go fuck yourself. I'm killing your mother in the most painful way possible. So eat it. Eat shit. It's my plan. <laughs> he, I, he quoted Shakespeare. That was, my fav- that was my favorite line in the movie. Oh, yeah. Life is a tale. Total sound of fury. But signifying nothing. <laughs> and then he walks away. Dramatic I pause. stood up and clapped. Dramatic pause and a show of the hand. Nothing. <laughs> We're going to be seeing that at the Academy Awards. That's going to be one of the clips. Absolutely. 
I love how this. How old do you think Hercules is now? In his fifties, he's still bitter about something that happened when he was twelve. This angry about something that happened forty years ago? Oh, he's so angry, Chuck. So angry. Yeah, did you like how Kevin Sorbo is wondering why atheists are so angry? <laughs> <laughs> he's making the rounds uh, to promote this on all these radio talk shows and. He said, why are atheists so angry? I just don't understand it. Why are you so angry about something you don't believe in? Even his made-up world that he was just in gave them a reason to be angry. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's not – we're not angry at God, you idiots. We're angry at all of his followers and all the shit they pull. That's what we're angry at. Like if you ask, why – God, why, uh, Kevin, are you so mad at atheists – when you don't share their lack of belief. How can you be angry at them for not believing in your God? It's not the fact that we don't believe. It's the, it's the fact that we want to say, kick uh, creationism out of schools and uh, stop no, Lee Robertson no. from killing ducks. No, it's because God <laughs> took something from us. Yeah. And we're all just super angry. And that's why you'll find that the most committed atheists were once Christians. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, he tells them. And the fact that, you know, 80-plus percent of the country is Christian anyway, so just by sheer chance, you're going to find most atheists were once Christian themselves. But, you know, that's all right. Whatever. Well, the film is somewhat haphazardly handing us pieces to fit together into some sort of narrative. (laughs) So what happens after that? Well, it takes a dark turn because the uh, little Muslim kid narked out his sister. Right after she told him not to? Didn't she say don't tell? Yeah. This is a way more interesting movie, too. I would rather be watching this family's movie. Oh, Fair yeah. Oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Definitely. I, wanna, I want them to delve into their uh, two-dimensional portrayal of uh, all Muslims. Yeah. He, be- he beats her to the floor. He demands that she says, there is one God, and he begot no one. <laughs> and did you see how he considered <laughs> killing her for a second? Yes, he did. He put his hand around his throat. He's like, maybe I should just kill her. And, just, and he, no, I'll throw her outside. Yeah, he settles on like disowning her and kicking her out of the house. So that's yeah. all right. But don't worry about her, Chuck, because Pastor Dave is there. It's cool. <laughs> and you notice Pastor Dave doesn't offer a place to stay or anything. She's fucking no. homeless. He's like, you, you'll do all right. <laughs> well, you know what he did give her, though? Newsboy tickets. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I no know you're food, homeless now, but no food, no <laughs> shelter. But here's some tickets to Newsboy concert. Oh God, this is an excellent scene. Now, because she was empowered by uh, the pastor, Matt. Uh, yeah, the Christian girlfriend walks up to in front of Hercules, and he's oh, talking Mina, to his Mina. friends. That's right. As he's relating the story <laughs> of this upstart freshman. <laughs> I love it when they walk and he's like, and guess what he said next? He's all like this. And I'm like, <laughs> He's given a play-by-play. Right. Uh, she just dumps him right in front of his friends. But remember, she, she calls him, what's his name? Radisson? No, his first name. Uh, Terry. Does he have a first name? Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Because she walks up, she goes like, Jerry. And he's like, I mean, I told you. On campus, I'm Professor Radisson. That's right. Like, oh, yeah. That's what he says to his girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> and so she dumps him. And you, do you notice here, too, this running theme of Christians are unflappable. They never get angry. Uh, they uh, Oh, yeah. They're reasonable and composed. Really, yes, humble, composed. People ambush them for interviews. They just answer all of their questions. People uh, 
sneak into their concert that they're about to give, but they, you know, they just roll off all these questions. It's amazing, unflappable. So he says he's not going to allow it like Seinfeld, right? That <laughs> one, one lady that George dumped, but she wouldn't accept it. No, we're not. <laughs> so she dumps him anyway, just like a willful woman who does not uh, submit herself to her man, First Timothy 2.12. Right? I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. What happened to that scripture, Mina? Oh, that's right. But she's got Pastor Dave. It's cool. She got... <laughs> yeah, Pastor right. Dave's the man. It's all right. Jesus crucified himself for me, so I don't need you. I don't need you, fuckers. So now we're back to... Uh, back to class, I think. Back to class. Josh is oh, wait. doing his third lecture. Before they get to class... This is one of those things that bugs me because I have worked in filmmaking, and so when I see things like this, it pisses me off. But the <laughs> professor and Josh, they run into – the elevator opens up, and the professor's on it. And Josh is like, oh, God. you know, And he just steps in, turns around with his back to him, and then the door is closed. Who, you don't get in the elevator and not push to button. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no action – there's no direction in this movie sometimes for, for their actors to do something. There's like, just get in and turn around because you're intimidated. Okay. Well, this movie did a lot of things where they were just, like, half-assing it to get to the point rather than thinking yeah. about what the hell they're doing. Yes. Um, even just the title. Like, if you look at the title, the, the thing they're refuting is God is not dead. But they have to shorten it to God's not dead because they want to have him putting the sign up that says not because it looks awesome. Because <laughs> it wouldn't look right if it was God is not dead and then you had a space where it didn't say not and then he had to put it up there. He'd be like, why is it? It's just ridiculous. Plus the attention span, you know, you can't read <laughs> God is not dead without falling <laughs> that's, asleep. That's too many letters. <laughs> that apostrophe, it saves us one letter. <laughs> sort of. Sort yeah, of. so he's got his uh, third lecture, and uh, he brings up the problem of evil, and uh, totally, sh- I was totally shocked by this. His answer is free will. Right. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I'm sure that stunned the philosophy professor, too, Professor I'm Madison. Uh, oh, free will, shit! And he also claims that that's the most potent atheist weapon, is the problem of evil. I thought it was the lack of evidence. But... <laughs> no, it's the problem of evil. Oh, it's the problem of evil. Okay, you'd assume that he would come back with um, with Euthyphro at some point. Yeah, like that would just be there. Like they, they maybe they're gonna have some novel refutation of it, and just nothing. Yeah, nah, nah. or natural evil like uh, catastrophes, right? Tsunamis, <laughs> earthquakes, uh, which has nothing to do with free will. But no, this philosophy professor is a bonehead, an arrogant bonehead. And they shift to moral absolutes, right? Saying that Radisson borrows his morality from Christians to even give a problem of evil at all. Because atheists don't have a problem, uh, they they don't have any morality or any standard, but the fixed point of morality for a Christian leads straight back to God, right? It's a straight line. Without God, there's no reason to be moral, there's no standard, right? Like the Bible, where God's murdering fucking millions of people right and left and commanding rape and happy that babies are being smashed against rocks, murdering (laughs) uh, the firstborn babies and, you know, fucking cattle and animals in Egypt. But that's cool. That's moral. There's your fixed standard. Oh, yeah. I, I like how I like Josh's answer to the problem of evil um, after free will is that, you see, God tolerates evil. So one day, a select few can live without it in heaven. 
Right. <laughs> he temporarily tolerates evil. Right. Uh, but then he'll get rid of it later. Most of you won't make it to heaven. I'm also implying in that statement. Yes. <laughs> so you have to go through the Evo so I can go to heaven. Just wanted everybody to know that. I love how he quotes <laughs> Dostoevsky too, you know, you know, without God, God does not exist and everything is permissible. Permissible, yeah. Except, you know, if you believe God's on your side, well, then everything is permissible. You can do anything because God's exactly. on your side commanding it. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, then the professor says, so it's nothing but choice? Some crap like that. Now, he, brings, he brings also up that, of course, life is meaningless without God, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love like, yeah. this line. It's one of my favorites. He says to the professor, it's not, you know, you're not teaching theism now. You're teaching anti-theism. It's not enough for you not to believe. You need all of us not to believe with you. As if Christianity <laughs> never sent out any fucking missionaries. God, what an asshole. Well, you that is dicks. true, though. You dicks. It's not enough for you to sit in the corner and not believe. You're going to evangelize, you fuckers. How dare you do that? Hey, that was the one thing Joss Wheaton got right, was that the professor wants him not to believe. It's true. All He's he an wants them to do is to sign a little paper that says God's not dead so they can skip that portion of the course. No, Chuck, he wants to take their choice away from them. <laughs> <laughs> You see, the professor wants no one to believe, but the student yeah, just wants to them. Take their choice away. Yeah. Uh, uh, and my. Uh, okay, here we go. The climax of the movie. Here it is. Do you hate God? It's <laughs> not even a question. Okay. Why do you hate God? This is ridiculous. Why do you hate God? Answer the question. You've seen the science and the arguments. Science supports his existence. You know the truth. So why do you hate him? Why? It's a very simple question, Professor. Why do you hate God? Because he took everything away from me. Yes, I hate God. All I have for him is hate. How can you hate someone if they don't exist? He goes, I want the truth. <laughs> it's like fucking a few good men. You can't handle the truth. I think it has my one of my favorite lines in the oh, whole movie, which is, uh, what is it? The science proves it and you know it. <laughs> Excellent. Science proves it, you know it. Yeah. Don't wait for the translation. Answer me now. <laughs> science proves the existence of God and you know it. He goes, he took everything from me. I have nothing but hate for God. And then very calmly, how can you hate someone if they don't exist? <laughs> Boom. Oh. And at God. that point, he dropped the mic and walked off the stage. Unbelievable. No, he did not. No, no, he didn't. Oh, no. Yeah, he faced the... the students, and then one by one, they stood up and they said, I am Spartacus. <laughs> no, I am Spartacus. <laughs> no, wait, that's not what they said. God, God's not it was, dead. It all started with the Chinese student. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, yeah, it's a fat guy. It's a fat white guy with a neck beard. <laughs> oh, comic book nerd. Yeah, he's, he's just uh, kind of off to one side, just sitting there. I think he was just too tired to get up, honestly. The the lone philosophy major in the course. <laughs> no, Wondering how quickly he can transfer out. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. <laughs> oh, man. He's destroyed him and won the battle. 
Uh, and then, uh, because that's so boring, we switch over again to uh, douchebag Pastor Dave trying to start his car. But the uh, African preacher says, hey, wait, let's pray. Let's pray. It never occurs to him before to pray. And then, uh, of course, it's because prayer works, Matt, the car starts yeah, up. That's right. Just, you just got to have faith, Chuck. Notice what time of day it is. I mean, this is just a really annoying niggly point, but notice yeah, it's, it's like bright middle of the day. Oh, when they're doing that, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then a few minutes later, it's nighttime, in middle of the night in a rainstorm. <laughs> well, there's there's so much traffic they can't get out of the city for some reason because it's not their time to leave yet. Noah, they've got something to do. One more task God needs them to accomplish. Yes. We've got uh, Superman for who for some reason goes and talks to his demented mother. Oh, which is when we discover that he's that his sister is the girlfriend of Hercules. Yes, which is all, no yeah. reason for that. Right. <laughs> it all it all uh, weaves together. You see, yeah. But that was that was a that was a chance for um, the the Alzheimer you know mom to suddenly become lucid. Yes, <laughs> for the first time in line. the movie, she doesn't recognize anyone or say anything. She's surprised that she gets chicken every time. Uh, but this time, and he, Superman's sitting there making fun of his Alzheimer mother. <laughs> like, right. You were a Christian all your life. You believed. Uh, and now you're sitting here pretty much in your own shit. Can't wipe your ass. Don't remember anything. <laughs> and I have a great life, man. Explain Answer that. that. <laughs> and of course she does. She does. Right. It's, it's, it's Satan. Yeah, the explanation yeah. is about as clear as Josh Wheaton's uh, refutation of Stephen Hawking. She's talking about some sort of cage, but the door's open, and so, but you're trapped, but Satan, and and then she goes back. I guess she wasn't really lucid. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's saying that, like, he's, it's, this life is, and all its physical trappings are, are, you're in a cage, but you can leave it anytime you want and go back to God until it's too late, and then the door closes, Sometimes and you never you realize it. more comfortable with your cage. Yeah. So, I guess... Satan. Well, there's food in the cage and a water bowl. Yeah, no kidding. It's warm in here. <laughs> Come on. We've got straw. And Now, um, we get the preacher stuck in traffic, so he can't get out of town. But I love this this next part where journalist Amy walks right into backstage. She flashes her press badge yeah. and goes Angrily. Straight, into the, <laughs> straight into the room. And, uh, Worst security guard ever. He's like, oh, boys, she's got a badge. News boys have no security whatsoever. She flashes nope. it for like a half a second. And she says, what gives you the right to kill ducks? <laughs> so in a few minutes, you guys are going to go out there and you're going to sing about God and Jesus as if they're as real as you and me. How can you do that? Well, to us, they are as real. As a matter of fact, even more so. I mean, we exist in the here and now. They've existed forever. Think about that. Yeah, you know, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. (laughs) So I see. So when you're pressed, you quote a bunch of ancient scribblings and say, don't worry, it's all in there. Well, they may be ancient, but they're not scribblings. I mean, we believe God gave us an instruction manual, and it's where we draw our strength, and it's where we find our hope. So where do you find your hope? I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> they said? 
I, I love I love the uh, listen, Matt. It might be ancient. I'll, I'll give you that. I will concede as to its ancientness, but it's not scribblings. You take that oh. back. Well, what about that first guy's point? We we exist in the here and now. But God <laughs> to us, God is real, and actually, he's more real than we are <laughs> because he's lived forever. Think about that. Think about that. I love that. Think about that. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, and then he quotes some scriptures. You know. So yeah. There you go. And the uh, they get like interrupted halfway through, which is awesome. The, oh, the yeah. prayer they yeah. give for her. Yes. And it's like, hold on, let's not do this concert. We got to pray for this girl for a while. Yeah, they delay the entire concert. Everyone, you know, apparently ten thousand people are waiting out there. Oh, just give us a, a few minutes. We got to pray to God. One of the dumbest prayers I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I do not buy ten thousand people showed up for this concert. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, every Christian in town. Uh, it goes to this concert because when the professor looks through his archive of God is dead signatures, which he keeps for some reason, yeah. he, he finds he, he, he wallpapers his study with them. <laughs> he finds a letter from his mom that says his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and that of course makes him think of Mina. And he sees a newsboy flyer, and you know, hey, she's a Christian. That's got to be where she is. Of course, everybody's going there. Christian. And then newsboy concert. They could have had a great like when Harry met Sally moment of him running to the to the stadium, but instead he just kind of did a hurry. I'm an important person walk, like kind of shuffling along, kind of quickly, <laughs> and then like He'll looking up at the sky, bit, then speed up his pace, and then slow right. down again, remembering he's too important to run. It's undignified. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good thing. Also, is that gonna is it gonna rain? I, I, he thinks to himself, no. And then he runs off. Keeps going. <laughs> but then it does rain. It does start raining. For are, we, are we at that point now? Or at the, uh, yes. The climax? Yes, it rains. And this is the second climax of the movie. He's waiting for uh, the light, for the to, light to change. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, Pastor Dave is sitting right at that light. He's in the car. Right at the light. At when the it was light. Pastor Dave was at that light when it was green, actually. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at the edit and I was like, it, why did why didn't he go? Yeah, it was stopped. green. Oh no, this thing's edited by a monkey. I mean that's <laughs> that's <laughs> Oh my god. So it suddenly starts to rain. Uh, Radisson at a weird angle. Crosses the street. <laughs> And is struck by a car that came out of nowhere. I mean, came I love of. how Radisson does not notice this uh, gigantic car <laughs> right. driving. There was, there was like zero traffic, and he waited yeah. to cross the street, and then, except for Pastor Dane. Smashes Radisson and then doesn't stop. It just keeps going. No, it keeps sends going. him up in that like weird POV air shot, too. Yes. Like they must have spent all day to get this thing of him like slowly flying into the air. Like the Matrix, he's dodging yeah. raindrops. Yeah. And I love this part, too. Pastor Dave gets out of the car. The black preacher gets out of the car. It puts his hand on his abdomen near his (laughs) hip. And he says, his ribs are crushed. (laughs) His lugs are filling with blood. He doesn't have long. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing diagnosis from African preacher. That guy Uh, is a missionary. He does a lot of bush medicine, Chuck. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Are you sure? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he's going to die. And then he goes, do you know Jesus? <laughs> oh, my God. He goes, I love that. <laughs> I'm an atheist. So I'm going to say right right here, this movie actually had an opportunity to be a legitimately still a piece of shit, but a really good piece of shit. Uh, 
and they totally blow it. They could have salvaged some of their shittiness, yes, absolutely, <laughs> had he not converted. But, oh, yeah. I, not even not converted, just not told us what he was going to do and let you deal with it. Uh, that would have been great. So if they did this sort of thing where it was like, you don't know, did he? Didn't he? So ah. they, they could have uh, like zoomed out back yeah. to the Newsboys conference, concert. Conference? Or, <laughs> it might as concert. well be. It's probably that boring. It's pretty much the same thing. Well, that we wouldn't leave with a feeling of hope after that. But of course he accepts Jesus in his last moments. And I love how everyone's standing around, but not one of those fuckers calls an ambulance. Somebody did. He said, call 911. Did he? <laughs> yeah, Pastor Dave yells that out. He's oh, like, I call an ambulance. Call 911 while I like, take this man's last moments and just make it all yeah. about me. Right, Pastor Dave <laughs> can't call 911 himself. My God. It's too important. He's doing something too important. Can you imagine... That you got there, you got hit by a car, you're lying there, and you're dying, and some asshole comes up to you and just starts going off about Jesus. That would have been awesome if he would have just went, fuck you. <laughs> the fuck away from me. Uh, God you know, is awesome. He keeps the pressure alive just long enough to accept him. <laughs> this is too boring. So we go back to the Newsboys concert, and we are treated to Willie Robertson making an appearance, the Duck Commander himself, mm. to give us some exposition via big screen. Oh, you, but you skipped over with the like the introduction to him by the I don't know the Dreads guy and the Newsboys, who's like, um, oh, I guess no. Is it what he actually says? Is it what Willie Robertson says about? Uh, they're like, oh, we heard that one of you was yes. in the news, Willie Robertson. <laughs> we heard about what like a scuffle at the local college, <laughs> where your professor is trying to convince everyone that God is dead. Well, we're happy to tell you that the reports of God's death are greatly exaggerated. Oh, he took my line. And then, <laughs> that was my line. <laughs> and Mark Twain's line as well. Yeah, that too. <laughs> he uh, then it tells him to engage in a massive spam campaigning by testing yep. God's Not Dead to everyone in their contact list. Oh, fuck you. Have fuck you got you, you, Will Robertson? Did any of you guys get a text? No. No. It's because nobody saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no one was actually at the movie. Oh my God! Did you, I love to the um, Newsboys music, the lyrics? God's not yeah. dead; he's surely alive. <laughs> surely, that, that's did. kind of a hedge, isn't it? Like <laughs> someone asked me if if Noah Miller's dead. No, he's surely alive. A <laughs> uh, little bit of uh, it's better than the, than the first lyrics they wrote, Chuck, which was "God's not dead." I, I probably I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> He's more alive than us because he lives forever or something right. like that. Something. I love how um, God's living on the inside, roaring like a lion that apparently no one can <laughs> fucking hear. Living on the inside of what? I don't know. Oh. Did you notice that um, the spam text campaign gave uh, uh, Superman one last chance to be a douche? Yes. yes. <laughs> he tosses his cell phone on the seat of the car and speeds off. Yeah, he goes like, Psh, ugh. He was my hero. He was my hero of the movie. Oh, he's great. Now, I like the I like in the audience when they pointed out that Josh Wheaton was there, and then the Muslim girl was like, "Yes, like you wasn't it?" <laughs> and then they kind of be right behind him. She's like yeah, everywhere. Exactly. And Mina's right there, and he brought the Chinese kid with him. <laughs> and I, I think the Muslim girl was given the eye, but I'm pretty sure that Josh is going home with the Chinese kid. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. That's yeah. not. That's you don't have to be sure. He's surely yeah. going home with it. <laughs> Uh, and then we get this from our African preacher to cap it off. What happened here tonight? 
is a cause for celebration. Pain, yes, for just a few moments. But now, think about the joy in heaven. Oh my God, this Ow. guy got mowed down by a hit-and-run driver. Let's celebrate! <laughs> Tell me how Christianity is not a death cult. He's got a big <laughs> fat fucking grin on his face. Oh man, sure his ribs were crushed and his lungs were filling with blood and he drowned in his own secretions. Oh, think of the joy in heaven right now. <laughs> Did you see, you see how God is just a schoolyard bully? He's just, he was basically standing over... Hercules with his knee in his chest with a big glob of spittle. Just like, say it! Say it, uncle! Admit! A big loogie that he's sucking up and down. Uh, God is the biggest asshole in this film by far. Uh, He gives cancer to Hercules' mom. He gives cancer to the uh, journalist. He fucking plows over. You know Jesus was driving that car. Fucking blows over Hercules himself and then laughs at him afterwards. What a dick! Uh, now that you told me Jesus was driving this car, I just think of him speeding off going, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to get to his shift at the diner. Yeah. That's right. i got to enable that cool right. Matrix slow-mo view oh, of Hercules doing backflips over my car. <laughs> now, make- i gotta, I got to ask you guys, who's the worst actor in the film? Who do you think was the worst actor? I'm going back and forth between the Christian girlfriend and uh, oh. the douchebag preacher. The worst actor. Uh, I love David A.R. White too much for some of his other roles. I can't say it. So he's fine. Which one is Is he the douchebag? He's the douchebag uh, preacher. Pastor Dave. I yeah. gotcha. Pastor Dave. The Christian girlfriend, the salutatorian, was on yeah. a roll there for a while, but then she just dropped out of the film. She did. She was. Uh, she the left. news reporter girl is a pretty good candidate. She's a pretty strong candidate too. I love how she's constantly glaring at the Christians as if their right. existence pisses her off. <laughs> oh, she's angry. Yes. Ugh, so mad. You're just gonna go out there in your concert and and sing about God and Jesus. Oh, as if those things were real. <laughs> how yeah. dare you? And then five minutes later, I take the Lord Jesus into my heart. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I actually thought Dean Cain did a good job. I thought he was. Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. It was it was by far the best Superman Hercules crossover they've ever put out. <laughs> I think the two should have switched their roles. I think Dean Cain <laughs> would have been far more charismatic as the arrogant professor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is he Christian? I know Kevin Sorbo is. Is Dean Cain Christian or is he just in the movie busy because his career's in the shitter? He's in the movie because yeah. he couldn't get a part in Sharknado 2. <laughs> I guess the answer to those questions are both yes. He's the worst actor in this movie. I have no idea. I, you know what? I'm going to go with Wheaton. Wheaton? I just, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, he can actually, like, emote and make it, you know, carry a scene, but God, is he annoying as hell. And I'll and tell he, you that when he was doing that whole speech about refuting Stephen Hawking, and he was talking about the spam and how it tastes better... That was terrible. Yes. Yeah. That I don't know if that was the fiftieth take or whatever, but that should have been that whole scene should have been reshot. Oh Jesus. He does this thing when he's talking where he'll close his eyes and like move his head forward in this very weird That's it's it. just this repetitive motion that's oh Yeah. Um here's a here's a, a quote from Dean Kane, an interview with Dean Kane. I don't really go down one path. I wouldn't call myself a Buddhist or a Catholic or a Christian or a Muslim or Jewish. I couldn't put myself in any organized faith. 
But when I was flying over Iraq in 2005, <laughs> being shot at, visiting our soldiers, you better believe I was praying to God. <laughs> so, so there I you go. The answer is his career Surely is just in is? the shitter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He can't say he doesn't believe when this. You know, you got to do. You got to promote your film. It's good marketing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Noah, what would to sum up? How would you describe this movie, God's Not Dead? An epic cinematic masterpiece? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason why I, I absolutely love it. Perhaps um, the Citizen Kane of Christian film. That could, no, that's The Encounter. That's, that's absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. The Encounter. Um, let's see. I, I guess the reason I love it is because it's totally unfucking predictable It's, they're just going... They're doing whatever the hell they want at any moment. It follows no rules of filmmaking whatsoever. And because of that, I can't predict anything that's going to happen. And so I love it. It does tend yeah. to meander a bit, doesn't yeah. it? I see. I, 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 I agree with the filmmaking part, but I thought hmm? the movie was entirely predictable. The um, that was one of my big. Yeah, the plot. I mean, like going in, did you expect to find a, a subplot about uh, a communist uh, Asian kid showing up to oh. learn about Jesus? <laughs> Well, as soon as I as soon as I saw the Chinese character and he calls his father, I was like, his father is going to be the the typical uh, view of what a, a, a Chinese businessman is, which is like study hard, whatever your professor says is right, and uh, of course, of course, just Christianity. What he said, people are listening to my phone. Hang up. Hang yes. up. <laughs> I forgot about that, where he's like, oh, they're going to kill us if you yeah. keep talking. You're putting like, your brother's this is communist China. overseas yeah. education in jeopardy. Right. Oh, God. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing if not uh, stereotypical. It just, I think it sort of embraces stereotypes. Oh, yeah. Just so I mean, over the top, it's um, almost a parody. I have Impressive. a I, so I have a hard time figuring out if Pure Flix, which is the company who made this and makes all those others, knows that what they're doing is pure pandering, and like the people making it know for a fact that this is just bullshit, or and they're just doing it so that they can make a buck, or if they you know if this is their true belief, I just don't know. But it's you would think if it's their true belief, they would try har- harder. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know, absolutely. It does seem like it's fairly cynical this whole movie like okay we're making this shit how come you guys aren't buying any of it come on fuckers yeah. they're like what's the we passion put... of the christ money what? Yeah. <laughs> what more do i need to do well willie robertson that's what they need <laughs> yeah this movie yeah bad acting the emotional content was soap opera quality oh you know you God. had tv movie stave direction <laughs> willie robertson every character maybe yeah. the worst actor in this show yeah, sure. I, that's Maybe what I would. Willie Robertson. Oh no, I, I go with his wife, <laughs> Corey, <laughs> she was, uh, who only gets to show up as like the token wife for a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. every, every character in this movie was a walk. They're completely one dimensional. Yeah, just about. You know, I guess saying token wife isn't really. A, I mean, it's token everything. Right. It's yeah. Every right. single character is the token something. Token Muslim. There are several token atheists. Uh, token douchebag pastor. I didn't see any molesting, though. Uh, I was disappointed. There was no pastor uh, on 10-year-old boy action in this movie. Well, that's just a community Christian church, Chuck. It's not a... They're not Catholic? They're not Catholic, Damn yes. it. 
I think mm-hmm. where they, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but I think where they filmed might have been a Catholic church. Like where they, that was supposed to be like the, the pastor's spot. It was a lot of ostentatious, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of wood, everything. Yeah. Protestant churches tend to be a little more subdued in their, uh, insides. Uh, Catholic it was called churches. Saint something on uh-huh. the outside. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They don't really care. This is all no. cynical ploy. What do you think the uh, the theme of the movie is? Uh, my guess is that God is not dead. He's surely alive, living <laughs> on the inside, roaring like a lion would be the theme of the movie. I, I was looking for a one-word answer, Chuck. <laughs> Man versus nature. <laughs> I'm going with authority. Authority is a good answer. Even yeah. even in their uh, refutations of authority, they can't help themselves but send you their authorities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got them constantly representing authority. You got, like it's you know, not you even a student. problem, right? Like the argument from authority isn't even a fallacy. He could have just said, well, you know, you have a choice not to believe Stephen Hawking. Let's let's look at his argument. But instead he goes, well, I've got an authority that says the opposite. So fuck you. And that you have to believe, if you believe this one statement Hawking makes, you have to believe everything he's ever said. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're stuck. It's like the Bible. Oh, God, I don't like that, but I'm going to have to defend it. That's <laughs> so it rooted kind of... in that mindset, they cannot step outside of it. And that's why this movie's so funny. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end, it all just came down. His The whole three weeks of arguing, I don't know how long <laughs> it was supposed to take the movie, but... That's a good um, question. How long? The whole, it all just came down to choice. And, and an emotional choice, yes. uh, and that, yeah. that's what they projected into the whole thing. Um, you know, atheists don't really exist. We just we just hate God. We're really mad at him for some reason. And of course, you can't be mad at someone who doesn't exist. Yeah, unless I, you're Dean Cain. <laughs> well, then you can do whatever the fuck no, no, you want, Steve, man. Yeah. You're Superman. He just exists. He's he <laughs> just exists as the character that doesn't repent. See, he's. See the professor? You can still repent. See this guy? I tell you, Matt, one of the most telling lines in the entire movie was when Hercules says, I've just exploded your entire argument. And what do you have to say to that? And he goes, I don't know. But it doesn't shake my faith. (laughs) That's the whole problem. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of exercise are you doing here? If you get evidence, your evidence is uh, totally destroyed. And it doesn't shake your faith. Well, that means that you're not rationally believing in it. It should shake your faith. But again, he hasn't. He wasn't rationally argued into his decision, right? So this right. is just window dressing for the real argument that he's going to mount later with the emotion. It's your heart. <laughs> it's your meaning of life. It's the morals, that sort of thing. So this whole debate, whether they're discussing arguments and, and logic and, and fallacies and... and putting evidence and putting God on trial, totally irrelevant. The whole fucking movie, totally irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But he's victorious in this irrelevant exercise. Of course, he's the hero. Yeah. Well, so you, yeah. <laughs> um, I, say, I, don't, I can't vomit forth any more opinion on this movie. <laughs> I, I vomited a- all I have. I could give a set of recommendations of what to watch next, besides The Encounter, all stemming from Pure Flix. Yes. They have some amazing other films. What are your favorite Pure Flix films and why? 
Um, so the encounter is on the top of that list. Anybody who's listening to this, just go watch the encounter. It's on Netflix and YouTube. It's fucking amazing. Um, and not in the way you think. It's just what the hell. The one after that stars David A.R. White. It's part of a trilogy. The first two have come out. The third isn't out yet. It should be soon. Called Revelation Road. And it's an apocalypse film where this guy's out selling guns. Like he's, that's apparently his job as like a door-to-door gun salesman. And he, yeah, and the, the uh, rapture happens. Uh, and he gets, for some reason, I'm still not clear why this happens, the local biker gang, one of them who carries around an engine block on a stick, so it's like a big hammer and he smashes people's heads with it, mm-hmm. uh, decides they're going to get this good Christian man and they're going to come after him. The Jesus from The Encounter shows up. He shows up in a lot of their movies as like the, the string that goes through them. Uh, but in the second film, David A.R. White forgets to have told us previously that he was a government experiment and is really good at fighting. He just forgets about that <laughs> in the first movie. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm also this. <laughs> so that's that's brilliant. This is um, amazing. Are you saying Pastor Dave has his own Cornetto trilogy of Jesus movies? Oh, yeah. He's, he's oh, got yeah. – uh, more than that, he's got another apocalypse film – which in which he uh, it's another rapture film in which for some reason him and a crime lord and he's a cop go on a vacation together. They don't explain why they're on a boat and then he keeps reliving the rapture over and over again until he realizes before the rapture happens, he should believe in Jesus. That's a great one. Um, And then confusing. It's completely confusing. (laughs) It's like Uh, a Christian memento. Yes. And then let's see. Oh, there's um, brother white in which David A.R. White, playing a pastor, uh, leaves his big congregation and moves to the ghetto and is the white man in a black church. <laughs> That's a comedy. I think I saw commercials for that one. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and all it is is it's filled with white, like, white jokes. Like the family would say, well, my name's something white. And then a black guy will be like, yeah, it totally is, isn't it? Like, oh, nope, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, and they've got hundreds <laughs> of movies like this. Uh, they have one that's an homage to um, Quantum Leap. To the, just for no reason, they have like a Christian film that's an homage to Quantum Leap, the series, and to the point where they get the guy who played God in the last episode of Quantum Leap to come back and maybe play God in this one. Damn. Anyway, yeah. So they're they're doing whatever the hell they want to out there, and I guess they're making money at it. I guess they they've made a bunch of movies, and now they yes. have Hercules and Superman, and do they have any other famous people? And Willie Robertson. Willie. <laughs> Billy Robertson. And the Newsboys. And the Newsboys. And then, yeah, Newsboys. And Pastor Dave. And He's Pastor famous. <laughs> Pastor Dave. God, um, absolutely amazing. Chuck, I found I, – I was perusing God's Not Dead on IMDb. I found out why they called it God's Not Dead instead of God is not dead. Too lazy? Because God is Not Dead is a Turkish film that already exists. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, gotcha. Yeah. They couldn't take that title. That would limit their distribution in Turkey. <laughs> yeah. People would be confused. But I just saw God is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? That's my Turkish impression. Thank you. A lot, of, a lot of Turkish people really interested in rural Louisiana classroom politics. Yeah. And, and watching <laughs> yeah. Uh, their Islamic faith be trodden upon. Oh, my God. Uh, fun fact. We have a large Turkish following. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up. Matt, wrap it up. Okay. Uh, this movie, I'm going to give it five penises. 
and four anuses. And what the hell, one vagina. Uh, Jesus, that adds up to ten. You're giving this <laughs> ten things? I'm giving it ten <laughs> flesh things. <laughs> ten genital region things. Gen- That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, Noah, what do you think? What's your estimation of the movie? Oh, as I said when we first started, I love this film. It's just everything I want when I decided to watch it. But I think I might just try to torture myself every day because I've seen all of their films. So, so you're a huge fan. Oh, I'm a fan. Huge yeah, fan. I want to sign copy. I'm oh glad. my god! I just I just learned something. It's grossed sixty one million dollars. Oh my god! We should make one. We need it can't to be that hard. I, yeah. My god. Oh my. There's gonna be uh, pure flicks coming out of everyone's ass in the next several years. Oh my god! <laughs> they it had a enough, two million dollar budget. They have enough money to make thirty more <laughs> God's Not Dead movies. God's Not Dead two. The next three weeks. <laughs> I hope the Salutatorian wow. comes back, though. <laughs> she was one of my favorite characters. I wonder if they do oh, like, the uh, like a Smokey and the Bandit 3, where Josh is now like this. He's so famous that he's, it's let it go, all go to his head, and he's got to reconnect with his roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's actually joined the Newsboys. <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, two crucifixes and uh, one bleeding from every pore. <laughs> really? Yes. That I is three odd things. <laughs> I thought it, it could have been better. The uh, editing was amazing. The sound effects and the music, and especially the conversion of Professor Hercules at the end, that will haunt me to my yeah. grave. The Did graphic, you see they had a budget for rain? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. It looked like they had a one big hose that they just sprayed yeah. Kevin Sorbo with from right above the camera. It was awesome. So yeah, Matt, that, uh, I guess that's it. We're going to have to do, yeah, maybe we'll do the encounter. If, if no, if you we think that's do. really good, maybe I think it's, it's back it's, and do the it's encounter. Better. Yeah, it is much better than this film. I, I think you'll even enjoy it. It stars uh, wrestling star Sting in his uh, Christian movie debut, I believe. Who uh, has had a hard time? Sting? I guess, from the since, police? Yeah. yeah, since he stopped uh, singing with the police. He stopped singing with the police. Gone down. Uh, so yeah, it's it's worth it just for Officer Deville. Yeah. Oh, that one will sneak up on you. All right, and let's then do that. Then you'll freak out. I think for that one, I will do no show prep, and Noah will let you lead the discussion. Prep on the that. whole thing. All right. It'll it'll be a nice reversal. Awesome. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Noah. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for getting on. Is Matt even... Uh, do you have your mute button on, Matt? God damn it, I do have my mute button on. You asshole. <laughs> that happens hey. three times a podcast, at least. <laughs> That's because I had the... I was choking. Um... <laughs>